Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the CNC Sportscast. This is episode 18 of CNC Sportscast. Today is Saturday, September 24th. We are one day out from the Sunday slates of week three NFL games. Uh, and I'm, I'm with my co-host, Cosmo, as always. Um, and to preview uh, today's episode, what we'll do is we'll start off with going over the latest injuries in the NFL. Uh, who's going to play? Who's going to play? Who will be a game-time decision this week? Uh, then we'll quickly go over kind of our quick thoughts on the way the Thursday night game went and then preview some of the big Sunday matchups, do our pickums and uh, and our big for bold predictions for Sunday for tomorrow's games. Uh, quickly to go through the injury report for the Panthers, uh, Christian McCaffrey's off the injury report will play versus the Saints. For the Bills, uh, lengthy injury report, Micah Hyde, Jordan Phillips, and Donnie Jackson all ruled out versus the Dolphins. Uh, Micah Hyde, I believe, has also been put on IR. For the Colts, Shaq Leonard ruled out for the third consecutive week. Uh, the Titans have ruled out Taylor Lewan and Bud Dupree. I believe Taylor Lewan is also done for the year with his knee injury. Uh, more on the Bills, uh, Ed Oliver has also been ruled out. And then Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox, Mitch Morse, and Jordan Poyer, and Tim Settle, the defensive tackle, are all questionable. So uh, some big names for the Bills there um, that will play key roles. We'll have to wait and see if they will play on it tomorrow or not. Sammy Watkins is out for the Packers uh, on Sunday. Well, Christian Watkins, Randall Cobb, and Bakhtiari, David Bakhtiari, are all questionable. But Alan Lazard is 100%, and he will play for the Packers. Um, for the Chargers, Justin Herbert did not practice and is questionable for Sunday versus the Jags as of yesterday. Uh, for the Jags, or Andre Pipkins, also questionable, while J.C. Jackson and Corey Lindsley are doubtful. That was all for the Chargers. Uh, for the Raiders, Renfro uh, is out with a concussion, uh, while Josh Jacobs is questionable with an illness. And then the for the 49ers, George Kittle is off the injury report and will make his season debut Sunday night versus the Broncos. Uh, so a lot of teams obviously uh, battling some injuries and um, and a lot of teams with guys who will be game-time decisions and could be key playmakers for uh, their teams if they play. Um, but, yeah, looking uh, at what happened on Thursday nights, uh, the Browns get the win. and uh, or um, Yeah, the Browns get the, home, the win at home over the Steelers. And um, in a game, I believe, I think for me personally, at least was was much more high scoring than um, – than uh, I thought it was going to be. Um, obviously, it was really twenty-three to seventeen, but uh, but that last second kind of you know fumble ruski play at the end gave the Browns another six points. But uh, you know, in reality, it was really just uh, it was smaller margin than it looks like twelve points at the end. As far as statistics, uh, Mitch Trubisky was twenty for thirty-two, two hundred and seven yards, but no touchdowns, uh, no picks. Uh, Najee Harris fifteen carries for fifty-six yards and touchdown. Mitchell Trubisky did have a rushing touchdown, and then for the for the um, Steelers, Dante Jackson was their leading receiver with 84 yards. As far as the Browns were concerned, Jacoby Reset had a fairly decent game, 21 for 31, 220 yards and two touchdowns. 
And Nick Chubb had a very good game at 120 carries, 30 carries, 113 yards, and a touchdown. And their leading receivers were Mark Cooper with 100 yards and a touchdown and David Njoku with about 90 yards and a touchdown. So um, so the Browns get the win. Uh, real quick, as far as my takeaway, now I'll jump over to Mo. Um, I think the Steelers' defense played fairly well against the you know, Browns team that was just clicking, you know, the best they have, it seems, all season. Um, missing TJ Watt is a clear disadvantage for them as a, in the pass rush. So they're going to have to be looking for more guys to get pressure on the quarterback to fill in till he's gone or till he's back. Um, as far as offensively, they were taking more shots downfield. Obviously, there was that big um, George Pickens catch that show. You know, he said last week that he's always open. If he make catches like that, you got to believe him because. I mean, that was a miracle catch, and that was, you know, pretty cool to see as a rookie, you know, that possibly has a lot of talent. But overall, you know, it's like in the first half, Mitch Trubisky wasn't afraid to take those shots, and it was 13-14 at half, one-point game. But then as the game progressed into the second half, it's like he became scared to take those shots, maybe out of fear of of turnovers because the game was close or whatever it was, or maybe the offense coordinator, uh, Matt Kent, just kind of got – scared but overall like that I think that's really what cost them the game is just you know stalling out yeah, they were actually winning uh, going into the second half by a point so and then second half only scored three points so um I think they got to figure out how to keep kind of the the pushing the ball down the field that they win the first half and continue that in the second half um of games because like and then once that pass game's open up then Najee Harris who was running you know he had 3.7 yards of carry then also, I would say for the um, Steelers, they need to maybe let Mitch Trubisky have a little bit more, get him on the run a little bit more when he's making passes because he did look fairly well when he was he was moving. And then for the Browns, yeah, I mean, uh, they're looking better each week. Brissett and Cooper's connection is looking good. Obviously, that combination of Chubb and Hunt is proving very difficult, almost impossible to stop. And the defense, I mean, yeah, they kind of did what we kind of thought they were. They basically shut down, especially in the second half, that's due to this, you know, mediocre Steelers offense. But, uh, uh, Mo, what was your takeaway from the Wade Thursday night? Uh, so, I think this was a big win for Cleveland because, um, I mean, we talked about this earlier in the season, but, I mean, they're going to need to win as much games as possible before Watson gets there. So, I mean, it may take them a week to adjust, but once he's adjusts, I mean, they can definitely be a team to make some noise in the playoffs and definitely be a contending team. And then I feel like their defense played really well, but it also – one thing that I liked is uh, Brissett played well and he didn't have any turnovers, and so he wasn't setting up the Stewards in good field position. And of course, Chubb did Chubb-like things. And then it was also interesting to see the target share – that David Njoku and Amari Cooper had 21 total targets and everyone else on the receiving core had 10. So it could definitely show you how the distribution of the ball is going to go in that offense. And then on the other side, I don't feel like this is a bad loss uh, for the Steelers. I mean, you may look at 29 points to be like, oh, you know, that's maybe their defense isn't as good as we thought. But, I mean, with the absence of – J.J. Watt, that's definitely going to take a toll. But also, like you said, there are some garbage time points. And then, um, you, I mean, it just, you just look. I mean, they didn't turn over the ball. 
but they just couldn't really get any big plays down the field, couldn't really set up scoring opportunities. And so it wasn't – I mean, I guess that's better to see than turning over the ball constantly, but it's almost like they need to have a play or they just need to go in the game and they just need to get their offense moving. And, I mean, like you said earlier, maybe that does include later in the season starting uh, Kenny Pickett. But I feel like for now, I mean, Trubisky didn't play terrible. He didn't play great. So I feel like there's no point of benching him for uh, to take a risk on Pickett. Um, yeah, I agree. I think that – I think that um, right now it's too early. Yeah, too early definitely for the Steelers to be making any drastic changes at the quarterback position. Um, Mitch, I mean, he showed in the first half, I believe, that he can be that starting quarterback. He's just got to learn to continue that for a couple halves. So uh, I feel like for Steelers fans, even though it doesn't feel like it, there was some hope there. I mean, I feel like that first half was um, the best he's played in a couple weeks. So there is still hope, but um, he's got to figure out sooner rather than later. But anyway, uh, moving into tomorrow's schedule of games, kind of highlighting the biggest matchups of this week. And so we'll start with what's probably going to be the biggest matchup of uh, definitely of the noon games and maybe of the week. And that is the Bills versus at the Dolphins. I mean, two teams, offensive powerhouses, Dolphins coming off of a week where they just put up. Uh, crazy numbers against uh, the Baltimore Ravens and the Bills coming off of a week where they just crush the Titans. But the obviously the kicker in this is that you know the the, the Bills are struggling um, with some injuries, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean Dawson Knox is, or I mean on the offensive side Dawson Knox is questionable. But on the defensive side, I mean Micah Hyde is out. Uh, Jordan Poyer is questionable. So your two starting safeties are both. Um, are both, you know, might possibly out for this game. And then Donna Jackson is also out um, for uh, for that defense. And so, um, obviously, there's got to be some, you know, because that was really their advantage coming into this game, that they, you know, they're both talented offense, but the defense is uh, – their defense is really their advantage. They're still a defense. And, obviously, they still have guys like Von Miller, and they still have, you know, Matt Longsbaugh been playing very good this year and they have the talent on defense still, but um, with the, with the missing pieces in, in Hyde and, and um, Jackson and possibly, um, possibly also Jordan Poyer, that could be a big, big, um, loss, some big, big losses for, for them. As far as the Dolphins, um, big injury guys, uh, Xavier Howard is questionable. That could be a big loss for them. But besides that, I'm not seeing anybody else that would be any huge losses. They're relatively more healthy. But, uh, Mo, so do you think that this is more – this game's leaning to you more of like a shootout, or especially with those Bills um, players out? Or do you think that the, the Bills defense is still strong without them and they could, should be able to still hold this, this Miami offense? Um, I mean – I think it's going to be a shootout, but I would have felt that way with or without um, these defensive players getting out. But with them out, it makes me lean more towards that way just because, I mean, Miami's coming off of uh, a very good performance, a huge comeback performance against the Ravens and what they showed how much firepower they have in that offense. And so they know that they're going to want – this is a game to prove themselves as a contending team and a team to watch out for against the Bills. 
But then you look on the other side of things, and I mean, we know Josh Allen's going to come out, and if, especially if he plays like he has the first couple of games this season. I mean, we know the Bills' offense is going to put points on the board. So I was just thinking either way, this is going to be a shootout, especially with uh, – I mean, the Dolphins do have some, like Xavier Howard being questionable. It's definitely – I mean, he's their top corner, so definitely be interesting to see who's going to cover Diggs. But I just think, um, I mean, these are two premier offenses in the league, and so I think we're really going to be able to see it on Sunday. I mean, yeah, I, I uh, agree with the way you're going there. I think the Bills' defense is still elite. I feel like this will give us a really good look at the Dolphins' offense and um, to see if they're really all that, if they can do it against even a struggling at with injuries, Bills defense. But, yeah, this game should be definitely an entertaining one to watch. Two guys that you know are definitely going to be going all out uh, in, in Allen and, and Tua. And just, you know, is Tua – was that kind of a one-hit wonder for Tua, even though they are 2-0 last week? Or is he capable of putting up uh, high offensive numbers every single week? Uh, moving into another interesting uh, noon game that I kind of want to just cover briefly. Um, I, I just wanted to kind of cover it because it's the Bengals at the Jets. I just wanted to kind of bring this up before or like during when we're, you know, for, or looking at some of these games. I think for the Bengals, this is a massive game. I think when you look at this, it should be, you know, it's not a huge game, but I think, you know, the Bengals coming off of two tough defensive weeks, I mean, against the Buccaneers and the, the Cowboys, two great defenses in this league. Um you know, for Joe Burrow and an offense, this can be very, very demoralizing. So for the Bengals this week, jumping back against a Jets defense that's obviously uh, not a top defense in the league, you know, I feel like you look at this game for the if you're on the on the Bengals side, and you're like, okay, we can either go like there's two ways it's going to play out. We can either go into this game, forget all the you know the crap that happened in Week One and Two; those were great defenses. Go play the Cincinnati. Bengals offense that we know we're capable of that brought us to a Super Bowl last year and um, and win this game definitively and prove that the Bengals are back and that you know they just happen to play two great defenses in the first couple of weeks or you can you know kind of end up you know drowning in self-pity that you, you perform so poorly and then you you know the Jets come out there with some head of steam and some momentum and you let them get all, all over you but so I think that's why it's so important. This is a Bengals game for them to get back on their feet for that, especially for that offense. Well, would you agree, or do you think maybe, maybe that like the Bengals offense is just not the way it was last year, or do you think that they they could possibly bring back that last year's Super Bowl run offense, and this is a good game to kind of jump back and get that offensive uh, firepower back? Um. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like that you pointed this game out because I mean, at first glance at it, it may not look like um. It's going to be, you know, anything special in particular. But, I mean, like you said, I mean, Cincinnati has really yet to prove anything this season on the offensive side of the ball. And so, I mean, this is definitely a game that they can do it in against uh, a weaker Jets team. But then you also look on the other side of the uh, plate, and it's like, I mean, Joe Flacco in that Jets offense is very hot coming off of that win of Cleveland and that comeback. And so maybe, I mean, this may be a, maybe not a shootout, but this may be a more high-scoring game than people think with. I mean, we know these two offenses have um, 
had their struggles in the past, especially Cincinnati in both weeks. But, I mean, we do know we have seen uh, them put points on the board. But at the end of the day, I think it's like you said. Um, I mean, they have the same weapons in Cincinnati. So I think it's just going to be a matter of finding the right people at the right time. And then once they get their rhythm down, I feel like they'll definitely be a dangerous team to keep your eye on. Uh, yeah, and you're right, Joe Flacco. You know, it's funny because last week I remember saying something along the lines of, uh, you know, Joe Flacco has shown in the in the past that he is a, a good quarterback. So as far as a backup, it is nice to have him because there's always the chance that he'll be able to play good. But it hasn't been done in a while, so we don't know. But then he showed last week that he still got that, that you know, old Joe Flacco one that can come out. Now, it was against the Browns. But still, I mean, they, you know, the Bengals are 0-2, so they're not much better uh, statistically. But and so you're right. I mean, this this Jets team is playing with a lot of momentum, so it's going gonna to make the challenge for the Bengals even harder. But it is very important to forget done. Uh, quickly, what we'll do is, is look into our two games. I mean, obviously they're not premier games this week, but they're both noon games and um, – and obviously important to us, so and we have more insight on that as we watch them every week. Uh, I'll ask you first about your games. What do you think the Saints' keys are this week uh, playing uh, the Panthers? Well, I mean, first, I think injuries are definitely going to play a factor with both Kamara and Winston being questionable. But I also think it, this is kind of an opportunity for the Saints to bounce back after a poor performance against the Buccaneers, especially on the offense side of the ball. I mean, the defense looked great. And I feel like Carolina is definitely a team that we could do it against, definitely could win this game. It's a winnable game. And then also, I mean, we've already got uh, – this is our third division game in a row. But, I mean, all division games are important, especially coming down to the end of the season. And so coming against a struggling Panthers team with – um, losing last week to the Giants, I mean, it's definitely – this is definitely a game that I think we should take advantage of and should be able to come out of here with a win. And hopefully we're able to see – I mean, there is definitely points being made that, I mean, we've technically speaking have only played on the offense side of the ball, has played one really good quarter, and it's that fourth quarter against Atlanta. So I feel like we need to come back and we need to find our rhythm and kind of start to finish – uh, play this game well in offense to get us some momentum because I do know we have a harder stretch of the season coming up. Uh, yeah, it is uh, very true. Um, I You made a good point bringing up the injury. I totally forgot about that with Bo Kamara and Winston being questionable. I mean, obviously missing Kamara last week was a big loss that, that evidently, I mean, hurt him not being able to jumpstart that offense. And now with Winston being questionable, I mean, obviously yeah, you want to rest them for the, for the future. And obviously this Panthers team is a team that's you can't sleep on, but, but they're not the, the toughest competition you're going to be facing all year. So if, if, if Winston and Kamara still need that rest, uh, you can understand why, you know, to, to be playing better teams later, you can understand why that might happen. But, um, should be an interesting game in Carolina. Uh, as far as the preview I'll give for the, my, my Texans teams are taking on the Bears this week. Uh, we're actually on the betting two-and-a-half-point uh, dogs going into this week, so the underdogs going into this week. So I thought that was kind of kind of interesting considering how um, – I mean, yeah, obviously we're 0-1-1, but against the Broncos, our defense looked very good. And against the Colts, we look like the much better team uh, to me now. Turns out the Colts obviously are not the team that 
that uh, a lot of people thought they were coming in. But, yeah, but for this game, I mean, for us, luckily, uh, to this point, injuries are not uh, as big as a uh, uh, – or not very, a problem. So that's obviously luck at this point of year, knock on wood. But, um, but yeah, um, I think the key for us this week is jump-starting that offense. I mean, this Bears defense is not great. I mean, not terrible, but not great. Uh, and so this is a week where we need to see production at Davis Mills. I mean, this is really his make-or-break year. I feel like these first few weeks we've proven that we have the O-line to protect them. Um, or this year, yeah, I mean, he hasn't been sacked very much. He's been able to sit in the pocket. He missed a ton of throws against Denver, and we need to see is that, you know, was that um, just the way he is? I mean, he's missing throws. He's making – trying to looks like he's trying to make reads, but, I mean, receivers got to be getting open. We have guys that are getting open, and he's made these throws before, so – you know, this is really – I mean, it's not like this week is make or break because he's going to have the whole year, but he's got to start showing some production if he really wants a shot at being the – because the Texans, is, I feel like the Francis are already gone. So uh, this is – every week is a big week for Mills. And in our defense, I'm not concerned. I feel like we've been playing really well, and we'll be able to shut down the Bears' offense. But we can't sleep on the Bear, this Bears team. I mean, they are a team – I mean, if, if Justin Herbert scores that touchdown that he was about an inch off that Sunday night against the Packers – I mean, we're talking maybe about a completely different ball game. Obviously, we had to go to Soldier Field, so some maybe some some sloppy conditions on that field, but uh, that shouldn't play a factor um, if Dave Mills is able to get done. And then Damian Pierce, uh, he got a lot of involvement last week, and if Dave if Dave Mills can get the, the the pass game going, then hopefully that will open up the run game even more for Pierce. Um, so that's what I'd like to see out of our team. Uh, moving on to the kind of a couple of big. Uh, 3 p.m. games. Obviously, the biggest one is probably we'll talk about the Packers at the Buccaneers. Um, that's a huge game. I mean, two teams. This will be a very interesting game, I think, because the Packers' offense hasn't looked elite. I mean, he's still getting. Um, I've, uh, evidently, Rodgers is still not on the same p- p- uh, page with all his receivers. He'll get Alan Lazard back. Sammy Watkins would not play. Uh, Christian Watkins is questionable. So there's definitely, and so it's back to Ari that we talked about earlier. But um, so with Rodgers, you know, every week he seems to progressively get better with his receivers. But, you know, it's always interesting to see how far the progression goes. And then obviously that running back duo in, in Jones and, and um, Dylan is, will be fascinating to watch. But, the, you know, obviously it's very similar with the Buccaneers. I mean, I think even you will be able to – the Saints defense is very good. Uh, but Brady, you know, without with some of his top receivers had to have been out. You know, Russell Gage is questionable. Julio Jones is questionable. Um, and then obviously um, uh, Mike Evans is suspended. And then Chris Godwin is out. So um, and then now also Leonard Fournette is questionable. So that that with that Buccaneers offense uh, down and and a lot and out and a lot of the stuff and the way they were struggling last week. Obviously they brought in. Uh, Cole Beasley, and we'll see the production that he can make. But, Mo, I mean, I'll ask you, especially, you know, you know a lot more about the Bucks coming off of, you know, Saints playing them. Do you think that this this maybe could be, even though it's been typically an offensive game, you know, with two definitely Hall of Fame quarterback, future Hall of Fame quarterbacks playing each other, do you think maybe this could need air more on the defensive side just because of injuries and the way that these two offenses have been playing for the first couple weeks this year? Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely can agree with that statement. 
I mean, Green Bay's defense has shown struggles, but I mean, like you said, I mean, Tampa Bay's going to be missing their best weapon in Michael Thomas, and uh, their second best weapon in Chris Godwin is also going to be out. And rumors of Fournette being out are can be there too. But I mean, as much as people are, are not used to it, I mean, this Buccaneers team this year is definitely a defensive heavy team. I mean, we talked about earlier when talking about. Um, uh, we've talked about how they're one of the best defenses in the league earlier, and it's been they definitely prove it. I mean, they have playmakers on all sides of the ball, and that can force turnovers, and they showed it uh, in that Saints game. And so I would not be shocked if this is, like you said, Eric looks like Aaron Rodgers hasn't quite figured out his stride yet. The only reason I could see this going south is, uh, I mean, that A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones – one-two combo, I think is one of the best in the leagues. And they were able to run all over that Bears defense. And so maybe they'll come out here and be able to run it all over Tampa Bay. And But I feel like that's going to be how they're going to have to win this game. And then on the other side of the ball with Tampa Bay, I mean, Brady's going to play a little bit more conservative. But, I mean, Brady's Brady, and he's going to find people, no matter who they are, no matter who his receivers are, he's going to find receivers and hit them in the hands. And, you know, it's just going to be up to them if they're going to be able to get open in enough time or if they're going to be able to do anything after the catch. Yeah, I definitely think that's that's shaping up uh, to be a really interesting game that maybe uh, in the past years is a little different. Uh, the last game, all highlights. I mean, obviously there's uh, the Niners playing the Broncos Sunday night. Um, and, you know, that'll be an interesting game, especially with Jimmy G taking the helm for the Niners and the Broncos, you know, even though they beat the Texans. I mean, as somebody who watched that game, I could say they did not look very good. The coaching decisions were also were awful. Uh, this um, game will be played at mile high uh, prime time, so it'll probably be very packed, um, I would assume. But Jimmy G looked good last week, so that might be an interesting game. But the one last game I want to highlight before we do our pickums is this Rams-Cardinals game, because I feel like this is a very important game for both of these teams, because both of these teams have had fairly similar um, ways the season has gone. I mean, the Rams start the season, and they lose in a fashion where they look terrible to the um, to the Bills. Now, the Bills, very good team. Not a surprise that they lost, I don't think, for both of us. I think, I mean, we both knew, I think, going into the season that this Bills were a powerhouse Super Bowl contender. But we thought the Rams would be better than they, they played week one. And then the Cardinals, obviously, same thing. Got crushed by a team who is – it was a very good team in Chiefs. Um, but, like, we didn't expect it to be that embarrassing – as embarrassing as it was – and then both teams jump back and get a win week two, but didn't look look better, but not as good as they could be. You know, the Rams, Stafford is still having um, interception problems, but he's using um, Allen Robinson, and they're getting Cam Akers more slowly involved, which is what everybody's, you know, everybody knew they needed to do. And then for the Cardinals, a big win against a, uh, a good competitive team in the Raiders – um, that went, but it, you know, it's not like they were handily won that game. Big win, and they didn't look their best either. Um, so, Mo, I'll, I'll, I mean, this is a big game, division game uh, for both these teams. I feel like for me, the way I'm looking at it is this is a game to see which offense. Do you? I'll, I'll ask you the question. Do you expect these? This to be a game where you're going to see both these offenses, like the these offenses are going to progress and progress and get better. 
uh, as it seems like they have since both of their embarrassing starts in week one, or is this a game maybe where one of these offenses might fall off and then the other team takes advantage? Or do you think that that's like the way that these offenses played last week is kind of like that's as good as it gets? They're not the elite offenses that we've seen in like the Bills and the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Uh, so first I'll start with the Arizona said the ball. And I mean, I think their offense, of course, with the suspension of DeAndre Hopkins, like everyone saw, it took a huge fall. And so I feel like it's really going to be hard. I mean, especially with the absence of Rondell Moore, another big threat there. It's really going to be hard for them to reach that top potential. But what one thing I really want to see is uh, I feel like they haven't reached their – I feel like their defense has been very weak for the amount of playmakers, like guys like Buda Baker that they have. I mean, we know J.J. Watt can definitely make an influence in the pass rush in the run game. And so for the Cardinals, I'm looking more for that defense because I feel like they'll have a good offense when Hopkins comes back. Because, I mean, just getting that number one receiver is just going to help them so much more. But I feel like on the other side of the ball, defense, it's not like they're missing any big names, but uh, they're still playing very questionable, like you said, in that blowout against the Chiefs. I mean, their defense basically couldn't stop Mahomes. And then you look on the other side with the Rams, and I feel like I raise more questions because, I mean, they're not really missing anyone. There's really no big injuries. There's no excuses. And so maybe it's just you know, rubbing some of that uh, Super Bowl rust off, you know, you know, and that off-season celebrating, and they just got to come back, you know, maybe in mid-season, and they just got to get back in the regular season form. But, um, I mean, for the Rams, I think it's a little more concerning, in my opinion, especially with a closer game last week against Atlanta than a lot of people thought it should have been. And so – I feel like this is a game that the Rams could definitely prove they're full-on contenders, but I feel like now they just have so many questions where I really couldn't put them on the same tier as, like, a Buffalo or Kansas City team. All right. Yeah, definitely will be interesting game to tune into. Uh, very important games for both those teams. Interesting to see how both those offensive play this week. Uh, now let's go ahead and jump into our pickums for this week. Uh, right now the standings, you are at 17 points, so 17 games. So you obviously, so if you don't know how this works, you get one point per game that you pick right uh, through these two weeks. And now the uh, Thursday night game, uh, we went opposite ways. I've I got, obviously got one point by picking the Browns, and you uh, you didn't get one by picking the Steelers. Uh, so right now it stands at you at seven, you're at 17 points and uh, I'm at 14. So you still have a three game lead on me at this point. Uh, but moving into these games, uh, we have Baltimore going into New England. You know, there's been some conversations obviously between Belichick and how much he respects Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is coming off an amazing game, but the defense can't hold, and um, they end up losing to the to the uh, Dolphins last week. And for New England, uh, just to double-check to make sure, I believe they – yeah, they came off a win to the Steelers by three last week. Mo, who do you have winning this game, Baltimore or New England? Uh, yeah, I feel like this is no-brainer. I got Baltimore coming in. They're going to not only want revenge for last week, but, I mean, New England has – looks like they've been struggling over the last couple of weeks. Uh, so I got to give this one to Lamar Jackson. Uh, definitely going the same way, Baltimore – 
uh, two offensive powered for the for Bill Belichick's defense this week. I'm rocking with Baltimore as well. Now, obviously, the marquee, the big matchup of the week, Buffalo going into Miami. We talked about this game a little bit earlier, so we won't talk about it too much right now, but just jump to our picks. Also, I can start with this one. I'm going with the team I got going to the Super Bowl. I know they're, they're not going to go. I don't think they're going to go 17-0 this year. This will be a big challenge early in the season, but I still believe the way that defense is playing, even with the injuries they have, and the way Josh Allen has looked flawless, and even that running game has looked successful. Um, and I think it's even a better sign that they got that some of the starters didn't even have to play a full game last week versus the Titans. So they got even more rest coming into this game at Miami. So I think uh, I'm riding with Buffalo this week uh, to beat Miami. Um, I mean, I got to agree with you on this one. I just feel like they look like they're in the they look like the best team clearly in the NFL so far. The way they've played on both sides of the ball, really no big questions to be answered. And then with Miami, we really don't know if Tua's going to be able to keep up that pace or if that was just a one game fluke. And so, like you said, I feel like that would be a contest. So I feel like Buffalo will come away with the win. All right, both riding with Buffalo. That might sign good for Miami fans, but um, definitely an upset possibility there. Uh, now, in another game where I think, you know, and we talked about it earlier again, a game there's a possible upset brewing. But um, Cincinnati going into New York to play the Jets. Mo, uh, you having your faith in Joe Burrow and the Bengals to jumpstart that offense, or do you think Jets pull off a uh, big upset here? Uh, no, I have my faith in Joe Burrow. I feel like this is the week that everything's going to start to click for Cincinnati. And everyone's going to be like, you know, I expect they're a way more talented team than the Jets, and they're going to be able to show it early, and they're going to be able to get off to a big lead and go home with a win. Uh, completely agree. I figured we go the same way on this one. I think uh, Joe Burrow finds a way to jumpstart that offense, and, um, and they have a big day in New York. Um, a game we haven't talked about yet, Detroit going to Minnesota. Minnesota coming off the loss where Kirk Cousins, that offense, did not look good. You kind of called that, I believe, earlier. I mean, you know, Kirk Cousins does not play well primetime. Obviously, this game's not primetime. It's noon, but Detroit's offense has looked very high-powered. Uh, I'm, I'll am i go ahead and I'll say what I've got going. I think I'm going to go, even though they're the underdogs, I'm going to go Detroit uh, this week. That offense has looked – I mean, they played the Eagles, too, has proved that they can shut down the Vikings – and then they played, you know, Washington, who doesn't have – it's not a great team, but they still won, and then the offense was electric. So I think this could be a very interesting game. I think the Lions offense, the way they've shown, will be able to keep – hopefully score for score with this Minnesota team. Uh, the big question is going to be, you know, can they shut down uh, Justin Jefferson? And I think they do enough where they can crawl out. I mean, you know, there's upsets every week. Proof last week, especially as well, we both did pretty poorly. I'm going to ride with the underdogs here. I'm going Detroit. Um, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. It's not on prime time. They're not playing under the lights. And Detroit doesn't have anyone to guard Justin Jefferson, in my opinion. So I feel like he's going to have a big game, and Kirk Cousins is going to be able to make his reads, and I feel like they're playing at Minnesota. They should be able to come out of here with a win. All right, so the first time that we go opposite this week, um, going into the next game, my Texans playing the Bears. We talked about it a little this earlier. Uh, I am going to go uh, – it's kind of an interesting situation for me because I feel like I've picked the Texans two times and we're yet to win a game. And um, But I do – I'm so theoretically as a Texans fan, I feel like I should pick Chicago – um, 
But then the Texans are going to win. I'm going to feel bad for not picking the Texans. But if I feel like I pick the Texans, that's going to jinx them. But I am going to pick the Texans. I have confidence. I mean, uh, pulling a Bears team that's not very good. This is a big week for Davis Mills to prove that he can possibly, you know, he can show flashes of being the quarterback that he was late in the last season. That wasn't a fluke. Um, this is a good opportunity for him against the Bears. Uh, defense continues to hold strong, so I got us. Even though we are two, I believe, unless the line has changed, nope, we're still two and a half point underdogs in the betting line. So I take another game. I'm taking the underdog. I'm going Houston to get the win in Chicago. Um, I'll go opposite of you here. I go with the Bears. I feel like in Chicago they have the home field advantage. It's gonna be. Different weather in Chicago than is in Houston. I think that's definitely going to affect the Texans. But, I mean, Fields has been looking good. And they even looked good on that Sunday night game against the Packers. I don't think they're going to do anything special this season. But I think this is definitely a winnable game that they can go away with. I will say Davis Mills in his career is undefeated against the spread. The spread's only two and a half. So, it's probably very going to be a very close game, I would guess. Unless somehow Mills just puts on the, the game of a lifetime. But uh, moving on, I feel like this is a quick game. We should all both pick pretty quick. Kansas City at Indianapolis. I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and assume you're going the same way. The Kansas City, I believe, just throws the ball over the yard at, at Indy in their home opener. Wins easily. What are, you, what are you going? Mahomes. Yep. I mean, that's that's the Chiefs be the Chiefs. It, that's, that's as simple as it gets. And Indianapolis can't stop nobody, and that offense can do nothing. So, Again, uh, easy one to pick, I think. Um, next game, the Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders going to Tennessee. I don't think this is Tennessee's home opener, but um, I'm going to grow with uh, the Raiders this week. Uh, the offense got obviously come off a disappointing loss. They won't have Hunter Renfro, uh, but the Titans losing um, in the fashion they did. Tannehill is struggling. I mean, and um, – that run game has it doesn't appear to be be able to go, and I think the Raiders are just too high powered on offense, even with missing Renfro, and the Titans won't be able to guard them. Couldn't guard the Bills' the offense last week. I don't think they can handle the Raiders' defense this week. I'm going with the Raiders. What about you, Mo? Yeah, I think we're gonna see the Raiders take away a win here. Uh, I think Devontae Adams is gonna have a bounce back game uh, in Tennessee, and we saw what Josh Allen did to the team, so I don't think it'll be as bad as that, but I think this is another high-powered offense team like you were talking about, and a team with a scary good defense, and they should be able to shut down the run game and get out of here with the win. All right, so agreement on that one. Uh, moving on, uh, I'll let you pick this game first since this is your team. New Orleans, we talked about this earlier, this game earlier. New Orleans going to Carolina. Who do you have winning this game? Uh, yeah, I think the Saints are going to be able to win this game. They're going to be able to bounce back from that Buccaneers game. And um, I think we're just going to hopefully control the time of possession and just wind down the clock to a win. All right. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna go. Like you went opposite my team, I'm gonna go opposite yours. I think I'm gonna go Carolina this week. And I'm. A, it's not like I don't have faith in the Saints, but I'm gonna take a risk here. More not against the Saints, but against the injuries. Um, if Kamara and Winston both don't play, I think it's it's pretty evident that Carolina should uh, win this game. And I'm gonna bank on that. Uh, not that they both might play, but at least one of them might not play and give Carolina a real shot. Uh, so I'm gonna go Carolina this week. Um, uh, easy game to pick. We'll probably go through this one. Philly going to Washington. Uh, Philly's offense too much 
Uh, for the Commanders, I'm going Philly. Oh, uh, yeah, I got to agree with you there. Philadelphia's been looking great, their defense and the offensive-wise. And, uh, I mean, Carson Wentz has been looking great, but Jalen Hurts has been looking better, so I got to go with Philly here. Uh, another game that could be interesting just because of injury problems, Jacksonville going to the L.A. Chargers. Uh, this is interesting because the the ruling is still out on both Justin Herbert playing and um, Keenan Allen playing. So we don't know on either of those guys if they're gonna if they're gonna play or not, and that obviously is is a big uh, decision maker in this game. And Jacksonville's coming off a big dominant win against the Colts. For me, I think I'm still gonna ride with the Chargers. I think that Austin Eckler, even if he has to carry that team to win, he can against Jacksonville, who's not a great team. Still, I think they're, you know, Colts, they just proved more about the Colts being a bad team last week than Jacksonville being a good team. I'm still going with the Chargers this week. Maybe Herbert will play, but even if not, I think Eckler has enough to get it done. Um, Yeah, I got to agree with you. I feel like, especially with guys like Mike Williams, Perkin Allen, and like you said, I mean, Chase Daniels is definitely not one of the worst backups in the league and will be able to get the job done. And then on the other side, I mean, Cleo Mack, Joey Bosa, uh, Derwin James, I mean, so many playmakers. I feel like this could definitely, like you said, be a closer game than people think. But I feel like at the end of the day, the Chargers just have so much more talent than the Jaguars and should be able to get their uh, win at home. All right. Uh, moving on to kind of the snooze fest of the, of the week, I would think. Uh, Atlanta going to Seattle, making this pick real quick. I'm going to go with Seattle. Uh, Geno Smith has sown shades. Uh, Atlanta has looked good at times, um, but I'm going to go with Seattle. I have more faith. They got to jumpstart that running game. Geno Smith's got to find it, and that defense has got to put, you know, get that momentum that they had week one. So I think I'm going to go with Seattle at home this week. Um, I'm going to go with the, the away team. I think the Falcons have been looking really good. They put up a close game against the Saints, and they put up a fight against the Rams, and Marriott has been finding success with the rookie Drake London. And I think this is going to be a week they're going to get Kyle Pitts involved in the red zone, and they'll be able to come away with the first win of the season. All right. Uh, one of the big games this week, as we kind of got into the last few games real quick, uh, Green Bay going to Tampa Bay. I'm rocking with Green Bay. That run game will prove too hard to stop. Rogers' uh, improvement with our uh, accuracy and, and time with his young receivers seems to be improving. And Brady still missing some key pieces, and maybe even Fournette. I'm going with Green Bay to get the win in Tampa Bay. Um, I got to go. I feel like Tampa Bay is going to get the win here. I feel like one thing we've learned about Brady in New England is he can work with anyone, and that's what he's going to show this week. But then on the other side of the ball, um, I think Vita Vea is one, if not the best, at disrupting the run game. And then with playmakers like Levante David and Devin White and that linebacker core, I feel like Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are going to get shut down, and Tampa Bay is going to come out in maybe a low-scoring affair, but they should come out of here with a win. Uh, Rams at the Cardinals. Quickly, I'm going to go Cardinals. I think their offense has proved more effective and that Matt Stafford will have too many make too many mistakes that the Arizona Cardinals will be able to capitalize on. I'm gonna go Rams here. I feel like um I feel like they're more talented and better coached. And Arizona's still missing uh number one receiver. 
And I feel like this week we'll see that Stafford slowly getting back into maybe not quite Super Bowl form, but slowly getting back to that form. It should be um, a great game to watch. I feel like it will be a very close game. Uh, Sam Fran at Denver. Um, I don't think this should be a hard-to-pick game. I mean, Denver is honestly uh, crazy to me that they are they should be 0-2. Uh, the coaching decisions have been terrible. They don't look good. And Jimmy G looked amazing. Looked really good last week. That running game is 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 looking good. I think Sam Fran wins, uh, no question, in, even though it's in Denver. You know what? I'll, I'll go opposite of you on this one. <clears throat> I feel like Hackett's going to come out and – there's going to be no room for error. I think Wilson's going to play such a good game where Hackett really couldn't call a wrong game here. I think they're going to bounce back, and I think they're going to run the ball in the red zone, and Javante Williams is going to get um, a touchdown and maybe two, and they're going to have success uh, throwing the ball against this defense. And then on the other side, I think their defense is going to be able to lock up Jimmy G with the absence of Elijah Mitchell. That San Fran backfield is definitely all messed up, and they won't be able to run the ball at all. All right. Uh, last game, quickly, Dallas at New York. I'm going to go with the upset here. New York rides heavy on momentum. Yes, they got to figure out a way to get past that Dallas defense on Monday night, but um, I think they find a way, and I think Dayball continues that, that that crazy streak of wins he's got going, and they improve 2-3-0. Uh, I'll go the opposite. I think Cooper Rush is going to be able to – for another conservative game and lead the Cowboys to win over the Giants. And in fact, they'll be able to shut down Barkley and the Giants won't be able to do much through the air. All right. So we definitely uh, go different direction on a lot of games this week. Real quickly, since we are running a little over time over here, just our big predictions this week. My big prediction is in the Cincinnati New York Jets game. I think we see this Cincinnati Bengals offense uh, just re rehabilitated and it jumps back in dramatic fashion. I think Joe Burrow throws for 300 yards and four touchdowns this week and proves that he's still uh, Joe Shiesty, the, the great quarterback that he is uh, in the Super Bowl, uh, quarterback that went to the Super Bowl last year. Mo, what's your bold prediction? Oh, my bold prediction is that the Rams will be down two scores at Arizona in Arizona, but Arizona will not be able to finish the game and the Rams will come out with a win. All right, so some great games this week. You have our picks. Uh, we'll see how these games go. Maybe I can – I'm only three points on. Maybe I can jump back or maybe you'll pull away with the lead. It definitely seems it's going to go one of those two ways with as many as we go opposite ways on. But uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back probably next uh, probably next Wednesday to wrap up how this week of – this upcoming Sunday games went. And then um, – yeah, go over kind of what happened. And thanks. Uh, go check out our Twitter at CNC Sportscast for the latest updates on when new episodes are published. We are all also available on Apple Podcast if you prefer to listen there, or you can continue, or if you aren't already, uh, continue to listen to us on Spotify. But uh, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.